I can't hold my tongue. These kids are my grandchildren, and you are raising them wrong. They are terrible boys. Shut up, Chip, or I'll go ape shit on your ass. I'm gonna scissor kick you in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah, now turn up the heat. Go on and get some, boys. Come on. I'm 10 years old, but I'll beat your ass. Chip, I'm gonna come at you like a spider monkey. Like a spider monkey, go on. Chip, you brought this on, man. Greatest generation my ass. Tom Brokaw is a punk. What is wrong with you? Chip, I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> I love that. The Getting Works Podcast, Mike's getting tipsy He drink a lot of beer and he drink a lot of whiskey When he's not doing that, probably watching wrestling Talking about the beers and it's so interesting Mike's online, you can give him a follow End of the day, he be cleaning up the tacos No better podcast if you ask me Getting Worked, you can leave off the last G Driving in your car, getting worked Slacking at your job, getting worked the DMV getting worked in the VIP getting work out getting worked getting work get getting work getting work getting work get getting work getting work getting work get getting work getting work getting work get getting work people of the internet getting worked is back I might this is getting worked. Episode 32, babies! Let's hit a grand slam this week, people of the internet! I've got some news, I watched some stuff, I got some opinions, and we don't drink! So let's get right into it. First off, once again, I'm Mike. This is getting worked. Thank you for listening again this week. Wherever you guys get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, maybe you get this from gettingwork.com, plug, plug, make sure you like, leave a review, um, subscribe, do whatever podcast things podcasters ask you to do, insert that whole thing there. So, it's a busy week. We're going to get into uh, AEW, their upcoming Grand Slam event. That's the theme of this episode, rotating around, revolving around, not rotating around, revolving around the Big Apple, New York City. I went to AEW last week when they were in, well, two weeks ago, when they were in Cincinnati, Ohio. It was an awesome show. It was the night after All Out. Uh, really good show. Uh, that was where, if you follow what happened in AEW, you are aware of what they're calling the Suzuki incident. Essentially, Minoru Suzuki's music uh, got cut off. Minoru Suzuki being uh, Japanese legend, gotch trained, the king of Pancrase. Both a badass inside and outside of the wrestling ring. And uh, when they were in Cincinnati, his theme song got cut off. And luckily, they're using it as an angle. Those of you not super familiar with anybody I'm talking about, Minoru Suzuki, why his theme song is a big deal, 
His theme song is a tune called Kaze Ninare. And it, it, it translates to King of the World. And a big part of that song is it builds up, it builds up, it builds up, and then everybody sings Kaze Ninare. And that's what everybody who knew Suzuki was going to AEW to do, everyone that knew about Suzuki going to that AEW show was anticipating singing along to that song. And it got cut off. Literally about five seconds, probably, before the part everybody was looking forward to. Uh, so what, what could have been just a funny internet thing, luckily AEW was smart enough to turn it into an angle. So they actually made it part of the storyline where Minoru Suzuki is under the impression everyone's against him, the company, the ref. His music getting cut off was an example of it. So that's pretty cool. As well with that, I watched Dark Side of the Ring. We'll talk about that here in a moment because that really, really, really changed my opinions of a couple people, but one person in particular. But I've got some news. People of the internet, we're doing this live. That's right. Getting worked live, we're going to do it. I'm going to get on a stage. You guys, hopefully, if you're listening to this and you're close enough, will actually come out and join me. The show is Getting Worked Live. This is actually going to be at Fretboard Brewing. Uh, they are in Blue Ash, Ohio. It's part of their Live from Fretboard series. It's like a live podcast, essentially. Uh, if you hear the ice sloshing, I'm not drinking beer. I'm actually drinking... What whiskey is this? Oh, yeah. This is the leftover uh, Trader Joe's Kentucky bourbon from like three, epi- three or four episodes ago. I'm just doing that mixed with ice... A little bit of Peychaud's Apertivo, some Angostura bitters, and Perrier seltzer water. Fuck, that sounds super fancy when I say it out loud. Whiskey, Peychaud's New Orleans Creole-style Apertivo, Perrier mineral water, Angostura bitters and bourbon. I mean, yeah. That's probably the bougiest thing I could have slapped together in about five seconds when you sit there and put all the names out, but fuck, it hits right. Mm. But I digress. Getting worked live. People of the internet, Monday, October 25th, I am going to be taking the stage at Fretboard Brewing for their Live from Fretboard series. This is their Monday Night Live podcast series, and they've been kind enough to ask me to come get on that stage. So let's do the goddamn thing, people of the internet. I am going to be keeping details a little close to the vest of what we're going to be doing, but I can assure you I've got some surprises planned. This is going to be Monday, October 25th at 7 p.m. There's no admission charge. This is a brewery that just does a live podcast show. So there's no admission charge to get in. 
This is at 5800 Creek Road in Blue Ash, Ohio. Once again, people of the internet, stay tuned for details about who the guests are going to be, the surprises. I might need some people to volunteer for some stuff, so keep your ears peeled. Follow me on Twitter, at Getting Worked. Follow me on Instagram, Getting Worked with Mike. That way, you guys are up to date on all the news going down with not only this podcast, but with the live show that's coming up. And uh, we're going to get drunk and mark out on stage. Hopefully, I'll see you there. You know what I like about Manhattan? There's no mosquitoes. <laughs> Plenty of mosquitoes. Queens is full of mosquitoes. So, Dad. Nats, too. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Dad, I heard you were in the city the other day. Your mother has to tell you every move I make. <laughs> Jerry and Elaine saw you. They didn't say hello? Well, they were in a rush. They couldn't just say hello? Ah, oh, the hell with them. They uh, said you were with some guy who was wearing a cape. Elaine, I can see, not saying hello. She's very, what's the word, uh, supercilious. <laughs> How could Jerry not say hello? People of the internet, by the time this hits your ears, we're in the week of AEW Grand Slam. This is their two-night event going across both Dynamite and Rampage, going on Wednesday and Friday night. Uh, this is AEW Grand Slam September 22nd <clears throat> and September 24th. This is emanating from Queens, New York. This is at the Arthur Ashe Stadium. To my knowledge, this is one of, if not the biggest venue AEW has used. Uh, Arthur Ashe, it's, it's a tennis stadium. I looked it up, it holds 23,771 people. So, now, <clears throat> that's non-wrestling. With wrestling, they're going to lose a bunch of seats from the stage, the production, everything like that. Um, but they gain some seats back because what would be the tennis court will be covered and they'll put seats on that around the rings. I So I actually don't know the balance between the seats they would lose and the seats they would gain, but the venue holds twenty over 23,000 people. Coming off of the heels of All Elite Wrestling's past, was it three months? This week looks to be fucking amazing. You've got CM Punk is back in full full swing. Daniel Bryan has debuted for the company. Adam Cole Bebe has debuted for the fucking company. You've got... I, I'm super surprised the Butcher and the Blade, thankfully, are, are on an upswing. They're getting cool matches. They're involved in storylines again. Andy Williams, who is the Butcher is back after what I think is like the final recording mix release session for not release for their album, but they're getting putting the final touches on his band's new album. Uh, if you don't know the wrestler who play plays the wrestler known as the butcher 
is Andy Williams, the guitar player of Every Time I Die, one of my favorite motherfucking bands on the planet. If you do not listen to them, go check them out. But he he returned a few weeks ago. He returned it all out. So they're on an upswing. And they've divided this divided this event into two nights. And I just I want to run down this card, give my opinions on that, and then we're gonna look at this week's cocktail, the Grand Slam Mule, baby. So the first night is gonna start off with well, I don't I actually don't know the order these are gonna be in. You've got Brian Pillman Jr. versus MJF, Maxwell and Jacob Friedman. This this should be a good thing for. Brian Pillman Jr. Do I think he's going to beat MJF? No. <clears throat> we are in New York, where MJF MJF is from Long Island. They're, they have that, AEW has that aura hanging over their head that New York is quote-unquote WWE territory. But I, I think something like Brian Pillman Jr. and MJF can start changing that perspective. I mean, in my opinion, MJF's going to win because you need him to win. You need him to be able to stand at the end of the match, talk a bunch of shit, maybe make a headline. Uh, Malachi Black versus Cody. I, I, I'm a big fan of Malachi Black. I'm, I'm a fan of Cody. I'm glad Malachi Black is getting shine, but I am not too big of a fan of this storyline. I think it was a little predictable. I'm also not a fan that they announced this match at the Cincinnati Wednesday Night Dynamite show out of fucking nowhere. When that 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 episode of Dynamite kicked off with Malachi Black versus Dustin Rhodes. They had the match, they moved on into several other segments, and then just billboarded it at one point, like, at Arthur Ashe Stadium, Cody versus Malachi Black, and it's just like, wait, okay, okay, I guess. And then Cody comes back on camera the next week. If you have the match announced, I would not have shown Cody again until the match at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Because then you can make a big return. Maybe he does a cool costume, cool intro. But he came back last week. He, or he came back on uh, Rampage. Because Rosario Dawson was there. Who's his co-host on that game show he hosts. The big, sh the, the big, big, go big, the go big show. So they kind of popped their cherry on Cody coming back. Whatever. You've got Sting and Darby Allen versus FTR, uh, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. This is going to be, should be cool. I'm a big FTR fan, so I, I'm cool with them doing whatever they want. I know they're pushing Sting and Darby, so cool. That should be good. Uh, Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho, I think, has a chance to be the match of the night. Uh, Britt Baker... The AEW Women's Champion is fucking on fire right now. 100% probably the best segment 
on every show she's on if she has a mic. I'm a big fan of a lot of people on this roster, but every time Britt Baker is on their television, I am happily surprised. I am impressed. Not 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 that I'm somebody who who she needs to impress, but I'm really impressed by how well this athlete who when you you talked about five years four years three years ago maybe even when you talked about women's wrestlers and you talked about the best women's wrestler in the world yeah Britt Baker would probably be top 20 that I would have mentioned she's top three now she could be number one I, I the more I sit and think about it I never before I said this thought of a one through ten but Aside from, like, Thunder Rosa, who just because I dig Thunder Rosa's music and gimmick and all that stuff, I think just think Thunder Rosa's fucking cool. Yeah, Britt Baker might be number two. Yeah. So that should be a good match. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. Glad Brian Danielson's back. Uh, another Kenny Omega match. It's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of cool spots and a lot of false finishes and big moves, probably. It's just... It, I'm I, I'm really looking forward to Daniel Bryan being back. But I'm not necessarily looking forward to... Brian, Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson. I'm not necessarily looking forward to Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Uh, so I'm looking forward to whatever they do after this. Uh, the second night of AEW Grand Slam is going to be on Friday night. It's going to be their Rampage show. You've got Adam Cole and the Bucks, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, lovingly known as the Super Click, versus Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express. Uh, I mean, this is just a, this is a show off for Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. I think. Nothing against Christian or Jurassic Express, but I want to I want to yell baby, and then I want to listen to story time with Adam Cole afterward. So I mean, yeah, that's gonna be really cool to see. Uh, you've got Jericho versus Hager, or Jericho and Hager. So Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus the Men of the Year which is Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, former guest of the show, along with Dan Lambert. And I'll be super honest with you guys. Uh, I never watched any of the American Top Team stuff when they were part of TNA for that little bit. I, I like what Dan Lambert's doing, but it's super obvious. They just took what they would have done if Jim Cornette would have came in the show and just having Dan Lambert say it, which is okay, that's fine. It's interesting, but I, I think Dan Lambert's character of showing up at AEW shows, running them down, talking about how boring and small the athletes are, is going to get old really quick. Nobody's going to want to continue, continue to watch somebody run the product down on the air. It doesn't last very long. 
I think if Ethan Page, well, it's, it's Jericho and Hager, so I was going to say if, if Page and Scorpio end up winning, they're going to lose the next one, but I think they're just going to lose at this one. If if there was a celebrity on their side, not in the, or, n- not Dan Lambert, like if one of the UFC guys that had been showing up, like uh, uh, Andre Orlovsky, I believe Junior Dos Santos was out there, and oh man, what's the one guy? Uh, Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal was hilarious when he was on on their show. They they need to bring him back in more. If one of those guys was in the team with Scorpio or Page, I could see them winning. Because Jericho and Hager would be smart enough to put over the celebrity team first, and then they'd come back around and beat Sky and Page later. But I don't know if they see the longevity in Dan Lambert and in that thing. Like, if it was Jim Cornette, you have, like, a year of this because he could go up against Jericho. He could go up against the Bucks. He could go up against just running through everybody on the roster talking trash. Uh, eventually, eventually Dan Lambert, the thing about the Dan Lambert thing and him coming out talking trash about AEW is eventually he would go up against, he's going to run into like Cody, which is obvious. You know what I mean? Uh, Somebody who's obviously would beat his guys. So I I think it's going to be a short lived run. I think this might be the end of it. We've got CM Punk versus Will Hobbs, powerhouse Hobbs. Man, CM Punk's back. Wrestling is wonderful, but I would love to see Powerhouse Hobbs win. I would love for CM Punk to get pinned or cheated against or have it stolen from him somehow. And Hobbs get the win, and we move on. I I think the ultimate is Ricky Starks versus CM Punk. I think there's a lot to be said deeper when they get into Taz and the FTW title and the history with ECW and the fact that Punk was in the WWE owned version of ECW. I, I think I think there's there's stuff to do there. There's stories to be told. There's there's money to be made. Ooh, and then we got the thing I'm one of two things that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, you've got the uh Match that I want to see. For those of us who are huge Minoru Suzuki fans, they have, I don't want to say reunited Suzuki goon, but it's Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer, who in Japan were in the faction Suzuki goon, which still exists. So it's more a temporary rejoining of Lance Archer to Suzuki-Goon. Unless it's one of those things where you never quit. Kind of like how guys, will Bullet Club will go all over the world. But they've never mentioned that he was in Suzuki-Goon until now. So that makes me wonder. They're taking on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, which should be a pretty good match. Uh, following that, I don't know following that, once again, I don't know the order, but you've got Lucha Bros., uh, Penta and Ray Phoenix teaming up 
with Proud and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz against The Butcher, The Blade, and Private Party. The uh, HFO, the Hardy Family Office. Matt Hardy's faction. I love The Butcher and The Blade. I'm hoping that Lucha Bros and Proud and Powerful, Santana Ortiz, smash these other guys. I just want to see Penta spin-kicking everybody. Ray Phoenix doing whatever crazy shit Ray Phoenix is going to do. And getting to see uh, Santana and Ortiz. They're just badass. They're, they're one of my favorite tag teams in wrestling. They, re- they're, they remind me of a faster-moving Briscoe Brothers. So, that's just my opinion. And also with that night, on Friday night, Rampage, you have Anna Jay and Penelope Ford. Or Anna Jay versus Penelope Ford. I'm hoping Anna Jay is building towards the solidification of the Dark Order. They've been fighting, hinting at breaking that group up lately, and I'm hoping... They're building up Anna Jay to either take over the group or usher in whoever the new leader of the Dark Order is going to be. But that is looking to be a pretty damn thick pair of shows. You've got Wednesday night, you've got everyone from Malachi Black, Kenny Omega, and Brian Danielson. And then they were smart. They put CM Punk and Jericho and Adam Cole... On Friday, they did a good job of splitting the roster, and and they've got a big enough roster where they can do that. They can spread these talents across both shows, and it doesn't feel like Raw and SmackDown, where Raw's roster is, eh, it's okay, except for Big E now being the champion, and SmackDown's roster is fucking stacked. AEW feels a little bit more balanced. So that's AEW Grand Slam. That brings me to this week's drink. Uh, we are making a play on a Moscow Mule called the Grand Slam Mule. This uh, just a spin off of a classic Moscow Mule. So the kicker, though, the the, the special ingredient is Mountain Dew thrashed apple. This is a newer flavor from Mountain Dew. Uh, not a sponsor. They're <laughs> no way involved, but hey, it's it's a new product. It's something that looks really interesting. I'm not a Mountain Dew drinker per se, but I figured, what the hell? Let's give it a go. Uh, Mountain Dew Thrashed Apple. This is a new flavor. This is in collaboration with Kroger. So probably only able to get it at Kroger or Kroger affiliate supermarkets. I guess go to Kroger.com and figure that out. I don't know. Or you can probably go to Mountain Dew. Go to their website. They might have the info. But it's a limited time flavor. It is a special edition flavor. And it's it's apple. I've never had it. The first time I try it and taste it is going to be when I crack this bottle open here in a moment to make this drink. That's special ingredient, but 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 like I said, it's based off a Moscow Mule, which a Moscow Mule is just vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. 
I don't care what else you say. I don't care if you grew up in a place where they put mint in it. I don't care if you grew up in a place where they put lavender in it every single time. A Moscow mule is vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. That's it. That's all that's in a normal Moscow mule. Now, our play, since instead of ginger beer or ginger ale, we're going to be using the Mountain Dew thrashed apple. I still wanted to figure out how to put that ginger flavor in there. Uh, we're going to be using Svedka Infusion Ginger Lime. Perfect for a mule. Uh, Kelly, my girlfriend, turned me on to this stuff. It's, it's a vodka by Svedka that's just smooth and has a good amount of that ginger and lime kind of Moscow mule flavor in there. That uh, was her original intention was to use it just in a Moscow mule to kind of accent all those flavors. So that's going to bring our ginger to the party and some extra lime. We're going to use fresh lime juice as well. Uh, for a drink, you're going to need a whole lime. I know that might sound like a lot, but you'd be surprised how little juice you get out of one lime. It's enough, but we're going to use half a lime in the drink. To balance everything out, I'm also going to use a dash of Fee Brothers Lemon Bitters. Yes, Moscow Mules are lime, but I want this to be a little bit more complex and layered. And I like lemon bitters because it doesn't give you tart lemon or candy lemon. It's, it's like a lemon cello or a lemon sorbet lemon. It's a smooth, refreshing, zesty lemon, not like a puckery, like, ooh. You're not going to be doing a sour boy faces. So we're using a little bit of lemon bitters. We're gonna, I'm going to garnish this with a lime wheel, just a slice of lime, not a lime wedge. We're going to use a wheel. So you're going to just like take a lime and cut it thick, put it on there, and candied ginger. That way we can still accent that ginger flavor. Now, I'm just going to be making this in a pint glass. You'll hear people talk about using copper mug, copper mug, copper mug for a Moscow mule. Um, if you want to, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to tell you you're dumb. It, it's, it's a temperature thing. It's the, the idea that the copper holds the temperature... Uh, keeps it colder longer. I've heard arguments that it's a uh, conductor, so it's not, it's actually pushing the cold out, but I'm not a scientist, so if you want to chime in on that, go to Twitter at Getting Worked, uh, at me. But it doesn't affect the flavor. I, I, I don't want anybody to think that a copper mug makes it taste better. It's an atmosphere thing, it's a vibe thing. Uh, it's all about the flavors you put in the drink. So I'm just going to be using a pint glass, but by all means, by all means, use a copper mug, use a coffee mug, use whatever the hell you want. And you're going to be building right in the vessel. So that's a great thing about a Moscow mule. All we're doing is building in the cup, tossing it into another vessel, and tossing it back in just to give it a quick slosh. We're using a carbonated drink, so we're not going to be doing shaking. We're using juice, 
So we should, because that's always a rule. If you make a cocktail with a juice, you need to shake it to emulsify it. However, using the carbonated beverage kind of counteracts that because you don't want to shake carbonation. You could stir it and strain it. I, I, you don't need the dilution because that's what's going to happen when, when either stirring or shaking you're diluting the flavor of the drink and you don't really need that. And also I kind of think the strainer is going to mess with the carbonation of the Mountain Dew. So we're going to do this here in a moment. We're going to crack this bottle of Mountain Dew. We're going to get a flavor of this uh, thrashed apple and people of the internet, we're going to build this motherfucking drink. <laughs> From me, there's an old holler tree where you lay down a dollar or two. Go on around the bend, come back again. There's a jug full of that good old mountain dew. Oh, they call it that good old mountain dew, and they never refuse it or fear. I'll rush up my mug if you fill up my jug with that good old mountain dew. building this. All right, I got my tasting cup. First thing we are going to build, like I said, in the pint glass. So, or mug, whatever you're doing, to, or whatever you're using to drink your drink. This is a pint glass that's also part of a shaker set. I don't like shaking in glass because I when I shake cocktails, I shake super vigorously, like I'm trying to prove something. So I don't like shaking, shaking in a pint glass. I buy an additional steel tin because I'm bougie. But we're going to try the Svedka Pure Infusions Ginger Lime. 
it has a recipe on the back for a skinny mule. <laughs> Two parts vodka, ginger, lime, one part soda, one part ginger beer, squeeze of lime. It, it brags on the label that it's zero sugar, natural flavor. So it's just like everything we drink or use. Let's give it a taste. Svetka Pure Infusion Ginger and Lime. It's good. You can really, really feel that no sugar thing on there because it's, it's light. A lot of flavored vodkas have like a syrupy quality. It doesn't have that syrupy quality. It's really good. Mmm. Really surprised. Hmm. Not not surprised by Svedka, but th th that they made something good, but just surprised at how clean that flavor is. It's a fucking awesome product. All right, so I'm gonna build in our pint glass, like I said. We're gonna do spirits and bitters first, then put our ice in and top with soda. So. Two ounces of the Svedka Pure Infusion Ginger Lime. In the pint glass. All right, so vodka in. Now we're gonna take our lemon bitters. Just two dashes, two, I just want a little bit. That's it which two dashes of bitters is magic for me because I usually put a lot of bitters. You can hear me knocking stuff over on the desk. Uh, I usually put a lot of bitters in my drink. So we have vodka and we have lemon bitters. I don't know why I put that sticker there. I'm gonna add lime juice. So, reaching to my bag of goodies. Actually, I gotta be, I gotta be careful reaching in here because there's a knife in here. You, behind the scenes, you guys are like, hey, do you just like sit at a bar while you do this? No, I sit at my desk. And before the episode, I load up a cooler. I use like a lunch bag and I load all the ingredients for the drink that I'm gonna need in the little lunch bag. So I had a knife in there. Um, without a sheath, just a knife. So it was a little, it was a little nerve wracking, just reaching into a bag. No, there's a knife in there, but we're good. I need half a lime. Now I'm gonna use the other half to cut my garnish. So I'm gonna be good with a good, clean cut, half a lime. Cool. Save half. Use the bigger one for garnish. They're a little different sized. I'm gonna squeeze half a lime of juice into my drink. Fresh, literally fresh squeezed lime. You can go buy a juicer, go buy pre-bought juice, whatever. I knew I was gonna need a lime for the garnish. So I just went ahead and used a little fresh lime in there as well. 
you guys know me. Normally, I'm Mr. Bottled Lime Juice. I'm normally Mr. I don't give a fuck. Get your juice from the stove, from the bottle. But for this, we're going to use fresh squeeze. Let me grab a little drink of the whiskey here. Mm. So we've got vodka, lime juice, and lemon bitters in there. Actually smells really fucking good. That is the base of our cocktail. Now I'm gonna add ice to that here in a moment, but I don't want it just to sit in there and dilute. And I wanna taste the Mountain Dew first. So we're gonna do that before we put ice in the cup. All right, so Mountain Dew thrashed apple. Uh, let's see what it says, does it have a story on the bottle? Uh, nope, ingredients, nutritional facts, 270 calories per bottle. I don't know if that's high or low for Mountain Dew. Other people are gonna know way better than me, but it's got like a rock star on there. It's got like a dude with his tongue out. And by people, I mean apples. Like apples, or people. Like an apple with a yelling face holding a microphone. Anyway, uh, Mountain Dew thrashed apple. Dew charged with crisp apple flavor, natural and artificial apple flavor. Get ready for this um, soda ASMR. You ready? Woo! All right. Good year. It's a very good year. So I'm gonna taste. I'll do a way bigger taste of Mountain Dew than I would of the vodka because I'm actually a little thirsty. Oh, wow, that's actually really fucking good. Holy shit. Mm. I love nothing more than when I'm surprised by something that I didn't think I was going to like. I'm pouring a little, a little bit in there. So I don't like Mountain Dew. Mm. No offense, Mountain Dew. It's just not for me. It's a great product. But, man, that's fucking good. Mountain Dew thrashed apple, man. Y'all got it. Y'all did it. Mountain Dew, you, god damn, that's good. Mm. So let's make a drink with it. Let's get drunk. All right, so we've got vodka. Let me put the cap back on this one. Put an ice in here. The last thing I need to do is spill that. Put the cap back on our drink, or on our bottle of Mountain Dew. So vodka, lemon, lime, all in the cup. I have ice. We. Once again, I keep my ice in a Ziploc bag. The, the ice I know I'm gonna need for the drink because then I just kind of mess my hands around with like, the, like squish the bag to break the ice up. But we're just gonna fill the pint glass with ice. Use an ice scoop or wash your hands like me. I wash my hands all the time. It's the most important part. It's being clean. If we're not clean, we're drinking gross. I may be a gross drunk, but I don't drink gross. So, we have vodka, the ginger lime vodka, lemon lime juice, and lemon bitters. When you add ice, it's going to come just like barely above the uh, halfway point. 
of your pint glass. And honestly, this is the easiest part of the drink. You're just gonna top it with Mountain Dew thrashed apple. The only hard function is just tossing it now. I'm gonna pour it into this cup. It's a shaker tin. So I know it's a bigger vessel than my pint glass. Pour that back in. All right, so we have our, essentially that's our drink. You could pop a, you could pop a straw on that and go to town. You could drink it right out of the glass. I'm gonna garnish it. Garnish, the French word for uh, fruit. It's not. So I'm gonna cut a super thick lime wedge, wheel. Not a wedge, a wheel. And then I'm gonna cut a slit just in one piece. Essentially, once you cut the wheel, look at it like a uh, pie chart. Cut one slice in the pie. Essentially, you just want one line so that way it sticks onto the side of your glass. Stick that there. That's fun. A little tropical feel. And then, candied ginger. Uh, this is Trader Joe's crystallized candy ginger. I like the Trader Joe's one because the pieces are really big, especially if you're using a pint glass, because at the end of the day, it's gonna sink to the bottom. But, at least this way, We've got a little bit in there. I'm gonna stick two pieces in there on both sides of my lime wheel. So we've got a cocktail. Mm. That is the Mountain Dew Grand Slam Mule. Grand Slam, New York, the event is in New York, the Grand Slam at AEW, hence Apple, Thrashed Apple. Mountain Dew provided the Thrashed Apple soda. Mm. The soda's really good. I'm actually really surprised how much, I how much I like a Mountain Dew. And we have our drink. We use the Svedka Ginger Lime Vodka, Lemon Bitters, Fresh Squeezed Lime, and Mountain Dew Thrashed Apple. All right, pop a straw on this bad boy. Whoo! That is good. That is really good. That is... The lightness of the vodka works really well, because for Mountain Dew, I'm, like I said, I'm not a big Mountain Dew drinker, but this Mountain Dew thrashed apple's really light. It's not syrupy. And I think overall that's the thing I really like about this, is it's not syrupy. Um, damn, that's a good fucking drink. People of the internet, we did it again. We fucking did it. Make sure you go out there and get the ingredients. Make this one. This, this is a banger. 
especially if you with it being the end of summer, it's still like kind of hot. This is refreshing. Uh, ginger lime vodka, lime juice, lemon bitters, and apple flavored Mountain Dew. Who'd have thunk it? People of the internet, I highly encourage you to go out there. Make yourself one of these. Make yourself whatever you want. Switch out the Mountain Dew. Maybe you want to put Code Red in there. If you get the Svedka, ginger lime vodka, you can do whatever you want. Use anything. Use any soda. Maybe try some different Mountain Dews. Maybe we'll try one later with a Baja Blast. That's one I do I remember that I really like. Uh, Mountain Dew. Holla at your boy. I'll, I'll, yeah. That's fucking good. Hold on. Mmm. People of the internet, we did it again. Once again, I'm Mike. This has been getting worked. Man, this has been a good episode. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Go to gettingwork.com. Go to Fretboard Brewing. Make sure you guys check that out. October 25th, I'm going to be live on stage drinking. Be there. People of the internet. This has been the Grand Slam Mule. I'm Mike. This has been Getting Worked. I'll see you next week. We got drunk. We marked out. We'll see you next week. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Getting Worked. No G and get Except for the first G, of course Driving in your car, getting worked Slacking at your job, getting worked At the DMV, getting worked In the VIP, getting worked Yo, getting worked, getting worked Get, getting worked, getting worked Getting worked, get, getting worked Getting worked, getting worked Get, getting worked, getting worked Getting worked, get, getting worked